for the life of this noble church and your life for your devotion and the big heart you have, you have for the work of God. And without you, there is no church. There is church because of your presence. And the Lord has said that I will build my church. I know that he is building us and he is equipping us so that we all will be an agent of transformation because we have been equipped or we are equipped to go and act like Jesus. Amen. Amen. So there is a topic that we are about to talk about. And we are entering in a season of love. Tell somebody love. Love. Uh, who knows the date of 14th of February? <laughs> oh. Okay. 14th of February. Love day, right? Uh -huh. So one day somebody sent me something on uh, WhatsApp. It's a Valentine's Day. And it said, to give the nice definition of volatile. Volatile. And I say, yeah, people are thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So the V means hot, according to you. It didn't mean, so volatile day is coming, people are going to share it. And I will share it to you, then that will be the next time. And I say, that person, I like you. Because he gives the definition of the V, A, and everything to the, the V, the last B. And I say, I hope everybody in the world will understand that. But today, I will give you an introduction of love. Hallelujah. Amen. We know that Valentine's Day is a day of love. And with the little kids, they want to enjoy the, the day of their parents. Hallelujah. Even though it's not for them, but they want to enjoy that day. So we will see what is love in the Bible. Then when you are celebrating the 14th of February, then you know what it is. If you are doing it for Christ, or you are doing it for yourself. So we have the chapter in the Bible that we call the chapter of love. First Corinthians chapter 13. I want everybody to go there. And we see what is called love. And I want two people that can read for me. Two people that are waiting for me. The first person who start from Genesis chapter 2, 22. Okay. And the second person who start from John 3, 16. Genesis chapter 22. Genesis. Two. Yes, Genesis. This is chapter, chapter 2, verse 22, right? 22, 2. Oh. Yeah. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. Yes. Then God said, take your son, your only son, mm. whom you love, mm. Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Amen. Amen. Who is reading John 3, 16? Me That one is the mathematics. John 3, 16. I am hearing it all over. Yes, Imani? Can you give me a microphone for me? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. That's cool. Now somebody read it for me in the Bible, not the way Imani read it. <laughs> 
So Imani gave me the understanding of what God wants. So what did the scripture said? Yes, Jojo, let's go. Yes, please. John 3, 16. John 3, 16. For God so loved it and dearly prized the world that he even gave it his only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Hallelujah. Amen. I love that Bible version. He said a lot of things that even the King James didn't say. Please read it again. Let's pay attention. Amen. For God so loved it and dearly praised the world that he gave his one and only. His one and only. He got in So that whoever believes and trusts in him will not perish but have eternal life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. From February the 1st till February the 14th. Maybe we want to prolong a little bit to 15 and 16 till the end. We want to see that there is a fever in the air, in the atmosphere. I dare you not to do that. I got a warning already before February. I dare you not to do that. And everybody, even including the pagan, the atheists, don't you even say clearly that God never exists. Or there is no God. They talk about love. Everybody in this atmosphere, they talk about love. And indeed, it's good to love. But love, we don't understand it. Today, I will try to give you a little bit definition of it. And we go through these two chapters. Genesis chapter 22 verse 2 it says, after all these things, let me read in my new King James Version so that you hear it. Genesis chapter 22 verse number 2. Listen to that. He said, then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Let me go back to verse 1. Say, now it came to pass that after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him. So love is a consequence of a test by God. Let me repeat it again. Love is the consequence of somebody that passed the test of God. He is the one that can love. That's what John 3 16 is saying that he so loved us in a such a way that he said, I'll give something so that you know that there will never be anything to compare to the love that I have for my God. And in Genesis chapter 32, so that the Bible says after these things, Bible scholars, let's think a little bit about the things that God is talking about. A man who God calls and leave your country and go to a place you don't know, you go. A man who God told that I will bless you, he didn't say the day or the year. He's worried. The man who was involved in fight battles over battles. 
And finally, the promise of God after all that happened to him come to pass. And he want to test him with that promise. The son Isaac that Abraham was waiting for, that he lost. Most of the time he need to go and fight, defend himself. Finally, God said, sacrifice that begotten son to me. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible said, after all these things, he tested him. So whenever you are talking about love, it's not first for God, you don't know love. Shout amen. Amen. Listen to me carefully. Whoever, whatever you can say, define it, whatever you want. If God that we are worshiping is not the number one that you love, the rest is fake. You don't know love. That's why somebody that can kneel on his knees say, I love you, say, I love you, who say that God that created the woman that he said, I love, doesn't exist. How crazy is that? Did the woman come from heaven? Or you want to fish her from the water? <laughs> Brother Richard, did the woman come from heaven? I am speaking in a microphone. When you go around him, you see that somebody put his name over there that I create this one. I put this one on my nose. I cannot even breathe. Hey, I tested myself. Oh, I am negative every day. Can I take this one off one day? <laughs> my student walk in in the break time and they saw my face. Say, ah, teacher has the beers. I said, yes, I do. I do have some. <laughs> they must cover my face. That you don't know. If I have beers or not. Hallelujah. <laughs> this one has the owner. And if you want to copy, you want to take a permission from the owner before. This jacket I put on. Oh, yes, it comes from one of the stores that is expensive. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, it's expensive. Uh -huh. So if you are born here, you want to buy this one. <laughs> Your budget needs to be heavy. He has the owner. Everything has the owner. But we, my God, we are telling ourselves that there's no owner for us. That's why I say we don't know love. So before you say, I love someone, you need to love God first. So when you love God, then God will put in you himself so that you can love. I'll repeat that again. Before you say, I love someone, that means that you love God. Then God will put himself in you. And in you as a temple, he will teach you how to act toward someone. Shout amen. Amen. That's why you'll be surprised that February the 14th, somebody will take a gun and go and shoot. That's why you'll be surprised that somebody will think evil to do to the brother because we didn't understand love. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible says, after all these things, then he come back to him in verse 2. He said, here I am, O God. Then he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Uh, I think I shall mean something, right? What is the meaning of I shall? 
Asha. Oh, English teachers, help me out. What does it mean when you say Asha? What does it mean? I will, thank you. What is I will mean? In the future. In the future, that's all I want to hear. So that means that Abraham is going to another text. That the first one goes and leave your family, go to a place. And after 100 years, they are telling an old man again, take your son and go to a mountain I shall talk to you about. That is the law. That is what we call love. The way you obey God. The way you are in a hurry to do things of God. The way you don't challenge what God said unto you. The way you say to God that here I am. That's why last time I was talking to people, when they say equipping the church as an army, in the army, when they say something to you, say you don't say yes, sir, then they punish you. Because that's what we call discipline in the army. So if this year they are telling us, or we have a team who is saying that we should be equipped as an army, so we should be ready to be in the image of a military man. Simple to obey the commandment of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why in the Bible, I love New Kingdom Version. That's why my all my research and everything, I want to I want to be there so that I don't get into too many trouble. 179 times. The Bible version of New Kingdom talk about love. And the New Testament 131 times. And the first time of all the version that the word love came up is in Genesis 22 verse 2. And it's after a long year, century of a test given to a man. So I conclude by saying that love is something that comes after years of test in the school of God. I will repeat that again. Love <laughs> is the final test in the school of God. Not at the age of the young. That's why the young ones, they don't understand love, including myself. Hallelujah. Amen. Including myself. In this chapter, Abraham was already hungry. And God came to him and said, if you love me, now sacrifice your begotten son for me. What is begotten in you? That is preventing you to worship God. Most of us, we love God, but we don't want to sacrifice the begotten thing in us. There is something unique of a character, attitude, that will help that is difficult to sacrifice that on one Uriah. That's why I'm saying that love is something that comes after you pass the test from the school of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's go to the book of love. First Corinthians chapter 30. Hallelujah. And uh, give it to me from verse 4. If I am not mistaken, for this time, uh, the, for the uh, sake of time, we'll go quickly. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter number 13. That's why I want the key to be here. So that they know, if they really, really know love, they have no idea. 
First Corinthians chapter 13, reading from verse 4. Who got it? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, you got it. Read it. Thank you. Thank you, your time. Yes, chapter 13, verse 4, coming down. So give it to me one by one. Love endures with patience. Hallelujah. Love endures with patience. And my version said that love suffers long. That means that to hold your temper. So if you love somebody, you need to know how to hold your temper. To not to jump on the neck of the person whenever the person is in trouble or do something more against you. I want somebody to be reading New King James Version for me for this one. It's a long surface long. New King James Version. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Coming down. Long surface long and it's kind. Hallelujah. It's a long surface long. And love is kind. So when I go to the dictionary, surface long means to hold your temper. It also means you are not mad at all time. Which also means you don't flip out when little brother gets into your things. You don't jump on the neck of people when they step on your toe. That's love. You hold your temper. You don't make bah, 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 like a chihuahua. You don't do that. No, love doesn't do that. Because chihuahua doesn't love. That's why as soon as you did something a little bit to chihuahua, I said, ah, ah, ah. no, we don't do that. So this year that they are calling us to be equipped, we need to be equipped of love that can calm down his or her temper. So when you are talking to somebody about Jesus, he or she will be watching your temper, the way you react, the way you do things, that will bring him or her to Jesus. Because Jesus will be exhibiting the love in you. Because Jesus never, Jesus never, Jesus never lose his temper. You too will not lose your temper. Hallelujah. He said, are you the king of the Jews? He look at them. He look at them. It's not because he didn't know how the answer. He has the answer. But he said, you said it. Hallelujah. They come to him to arrest him. And he knew that this one is for his death. And somebody took the knife. Jam! Take out the one of the ear. Because he had two big ears. I can imagine how Peter was smart. <laughs> that means that that man's ear would be like a big ear. Big ear. That's why Peter managed to take his sharp. But because he hold his temper, he said, put it back. That's why in the back, when it was sinking, he was not going to do it. He was there. He was there to see the reaction of people. And after that, he said, please be still. And it was still. Hallelujah. That's why in the Garden of Gethsemane, he couldn't fight. He didn't tell them, let us run. He waited because love always controls his own Temper. Why? Number two is the love is time. This day, my brother Josiah is using some word. I don't even know where he get them from. 
It's not nice. It's not kind. It's not fair. Yes. <laughs> the Bible says that love is kind. What does it mean, be kind? Be kind means something that is similar to patience. That any time things happen, it's like you are calm. You don't go left and right. You just wait and see. It refers to how you treat others. It especially implies a love that reacts with goodness toward those who have been ill-treated. Even if the person hurts you, you will respond kindly. That's what we call love. So February 14th, if you are giving all the gifts, if you know that you didn't control your temper, watch out. If not even the gift that you are giving, you can break it. Because you are going ja, 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 coming from the step, then the cake can fall. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when you are kind, you do everything peacefully. I thank God that I am learning when I'm still young. Hallelujah. You don't need to be old like Abraham before you pass the test of God. Today we can still pass the test of God. Let's continue the last two one and we'll take our time to pray. Who will continue? We are still in First Corinthians chapter 3. Yes. You can go sit. Mm -hmm. Love does not envy. Hallelujah. Love does not envy. And envy means that when you for instance break a little bit things or have a breakthrough. Uh, my brother <laughs> Richard bought a car. The car is like a jet. It's red. The way they designed that small car. Before even you open the car, you need to go behind and you press something. The car will open like this. Hallelujah. No. I'll be glad to share that joy with you. I will not envy that. We are the same work. He got a promotion. I'll be happy. I say, oh, bless God for your life. That God give you this promotion. Because I know that this is going to be for the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. I will not envy him. A Christian never report his or her brother at work because he did something wrong. You call him brother. Don't do this one. If we are doing this one, the name of our God is going to be spoiled. Then you work between yourself. A Christian doesn't go and say something wrong on behalf of his or her brother at work so that he or she will be get fired and he will be there to be the CEO. We don't do that. Love does not envy. We are going to bring people in the world that have that in their heart. They envy one another. So if we are going to bring them, these are the equipment that we need so that when we go there, they will see that we don't envy. We are happy with their achievement. We are glad because they are happy. And we cry with them when they are mourning. They will say, these people, they are different. Then they can come to us. We will not say, yes, you have done this because God punished you. Why are you envying him? Love does not do that. We are heading toward February 14. These are the ingredients we need to hold in our hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Love does not envy. 
does not pull off their friends from their achievement. Or you don't imagine how better you could have done it only if you have the chance. Like people said, if I am the CEO, I want this organization very well. And you are the vice. You couldn't help the CEO. I don't believe that you being the CEO, you can do. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Everything you find and force, love doesn't do that. So get ready to give the gift February the 14th. So if you want to buy me something, did you guys order stuff already for me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Shout amen. amen. <laughs> Auntie Francis, I love that. <laughs> I thought you are always behind me. Eh? <laughs> so if you want to give something, if you are not ready to exhibit these things, that means that you are not equipped to bring the brother or the sister to church. Josiah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. When one of us win and I lost, I need to be happy about her or his achievement. It's hard. But that's the character Jesus wants us to have so that we can bring people to church. Mm. You see, the tears are empty. If you have these characters, people will see us and they will follow us. Shout amen. Amen. We don't need to talk too much because they watch us. They see what we do and that attract them to come to Christ. And the worst of the worst you invite somebody to church and you don't exhibit love to the person and the person saw you how you, you demonstrate your temper like my little boy will be jumping at the church all over. I forgot that I have been like him also before. Hallelujah. Amen. Shout amen. amen. Aha. Continue please. Love does not parade itself. Love does not parade itself. John chapter 3, 16. He so loved the world. That he gave himself. If he parade himself, he will never do that. He has a position in heaven. They say, all tongue confess that he's the Lord. All need bow before him. One day I was reading the scripture. And I come across the answer that Jesus gave in Gethsemane. I said, hey Lord, give me that power. Give me that power. He said, don't you know that I can call my father in heaven to say leisure. Now you see enemies coming before you and you have a power and authority to unleash destruction. But you are still thank God for Jesus. Oh, shout, thank God for Jesus that he come for us. He will do the God should put me in the same hand and give me that anointing. I said, everybody is falling down. <laughs> and when you continue fighting, say, who are you looking for? What a statement. Say, who are you looking for? And the same everybody is falling down. But he loves them. Because he knows that among them, many need salvation. Amen. Because he got saved already, he wants them to walk over him. We got saved already. We know Jesus already. Our brother do not know Jesus. Let us be the carpet. Let them walk over us. Let's sacrifice ourselves so that they will walk over us. So that they too, they will know Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Amen. He has every name already. He has all the powers and dominion. He is God. So he doesn't need anything. Love does not parade itself. When Paul was talking to Corinthians, what he meant by that is that love does not parade itself. Simple. He want to say that love does not need to be the center of attention. If you love, you don't show. You don't make puff puff. No, you are not like a balloon. The little needle will come to you, then you will make boom. Then you break. They cannot fix you. Who can fix balloon here? Lift up your hand. I want to see if you can fix balloon. Hallelujah. Who is a seamstress? Who is a seamstress? <laughs> I know that folks they are good with their hand. When they take the needle and they, they can fix your your terrible, terrible suit and everything, they put them together. And when you waste your time to fix balloon, can you do that? Can you fix balloon? No. Yeah, Auntie Amanda, I know you are a good seamstress. Can you fix balloon? <laughs> Hallelujah! So if you are in the center of every attention and you want people to know that without you, there is nothing that can be done. As soon as a little needle will come to you, you will break, boom! And you cannot be fixed. That's what the Bible says. For those who think that they are steady, let them be careful not to fall. If no when they fall, they can never, they can never stand up. It's like the balloon. When you make both, sometimes it can go piece by piece all over the places. Love does not parade itself. That means that parading is about an image being seen by others in a certain light. It's like this one. <laughs> Anytime you want your color to be seen. Today I am green. Tomorrow I am brown. I am purple. I am whatever, whatever. No, 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 no. You don't need that. Uncle Richard, continue, please. It's not puffed up. Hallelujah. It's not puffed up. Yes, let's go. It does not behave rudely. It does not behave rudely. Our king loves the word rude. But they are the rudest person in the world. I don't know if I am using the good word. Am I using the good word? Yes, the superlative. When you see something, you say, that's good. But let it act in the front of you. And you know, don't do it. They will look straight in your face like a 12 o'clock. And they will do it. They sit down. They will look in your face straight. They will not sit down. But they will tell you, mommy, you are rude. Where did you get the word rude from? If you love us, when we tell you sit down, you will sit down. You want us to talk to you sweetly like a honey. And you are acting toward us like a fire. Why can I be in a fire and you want me to love? You to have mercy over us as parents sometimes. Shout amen. Amen. <laughs> Shout amen. Amen. So love is these things that we are citing. And all we are saying is Jesus. Because this is the character of Jesus. That's all Jesus does every day. A guy at my former workplace came to me one day and he was asking me some question. Who is the father of Jesus? Who is the mother of Jesus? Who, where did they come from? Are you sure? He was asking question, 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 question. At a point of time, I bowed down. <laughs> and I said, the father of Jesus is love. The mother of Jesus is love. The brother of Jesus is love. 
sisters and sisters are not. Drop parent. Everything that you know about Jesus is wrong. So, because you're smart, look straight in my face there. Don't be sarcastic. How do you say that word, Jojo? I know Jojo will know that word. Say it loud. Give Jojo a mic. <laughs> Before they will laugh at me, I will learn from you. Sarcastic. These kids, they know what sarcasm means. <laughs> when you are talking to them, they say, Mom or Dad, you are sarcastic. Uh, is that what I say it very well? I don't care if I say the word or not. They know what I mean. Say, Olali, what do you want to tell me? We are talking and you just want to talk anyhow. I say, Yes. Jesus is love. And before you know his father, you need to love yourself. Then when you love yourself, you know him. So he paused, and I found out that the word is going on. He said, you are the temple, and I want to dwell in you. You want to know somebody, and you close the door for the person not to come. How are you going to know him? If he comes to you, then he will tell you who his father is. He will tell you who his mother is. Now, inside is full of cocaine and marijuana, where Jesus is going to stay. And I finish this. Shout amen. amen. And I find out that I'm, ah, when you are in the chain of the Spirit of God, he will give you he said, you are right. I said, I have never been wrong. Hallelujah. Now I found out that I got the leverage. Now I can talk about God. I said, my brother, just love yourself. How many times you relapse? He tell me. And you never know that the drug is bad for you. Hallelujah. Amen. And you want to know the father of Jesus? His father is love. Love yourself and stop taking cocaine and marijuana. Shout amen. amen. The last one, brother, let's go. Does not seek his own. Yes, Lord. Let's not provoke. Him. Amen. Thanks, Lord, you know. Hallelujah. He does not seek his own. That's why the apostle in Acts of Apostle, they say that they don't consider anything like things that belong to them. But they share it with everybody. Love does not seek his own. Love always thinks about others. That's why I began by saying that we don't know love. If we know love, we will not be in the center of everything. We will be selfless. Because love to begin with is a sacrifice for others. And who are the others? The brothers and sisters of the same father. So as a Christian, we need to show the world from February the 1st till February the 14th that we are the people that love. They don't need to impose a day for us before we love. Mm -hmm. I am not against February 14, but I want us to know what love is. You fight with your mom, and when she was crying, say you bring her a flower. What the flower gonna do? Flower. What is the flower gonna do? I don't need that flower. Hallelujah. But if you love me, you will not hurt me. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't seek your own. So tell just Bethesda. Let not seek our own so that we can go and pray to others to come to church. How many times are we going to tell one another to invite people to come to church? You do your part. Jesus will worry. He will do the rest. It, to evangelize is not for one person. He or she is not the only one who loves them. We can try. We can emulate what they are doing. Somebody invites you. You to invite somebody and tell him that yes, Lord. So, as I am bringing my message to end, this is what love is about. Next time, I will want to continue. Love does not act inappropriately. 
Christian love does not seek to cause problem. The Christian love never seeks to cause problem. And it does not belittle others because we are all from the same father. One day I ask a question. Sometimes when I remember my past, I laugh. I say, why God choose to grace of people to be short, some to be tall? I don't know why. Who want to tell me why God chose for others to be short? For some of us to be... Have you ever seen six people before? Yes, there is a boy in my school. Every time he's entering the class, I am afraid. I feel like he's going to hurt his head. And uh, the boy is tall. And not only is tall, he's big. And when he's coming, you hear. That's why he hears. And he walks like this. He's big, the guy is big. So, I don't know if he knows it. When you come, you come. When he goes up to the Lord, then he's made You see that it's like an inches. Sit down. Every time I saw him, it's like I am always afraid that he's gonna hurt his head. And I say, God, what do you choose for others to be like that? Especially when you go to Senegal, you see people that are tall. Ethiopia, hey, Madagascar, those are the place when you see people that they call that they are tall. Forget about the Lord James and people, they are not tall. Hallelujah. So why God do to create people like that? And some of us we are like that. Why? Yes, Eddie. I'm listening to you, Abby. A type of talent. Good. Good. Yes, Jojo. That's good. I think he made us the way just we are for a special reason. For a special reason. So you guys are saying the same thing. What is that reason? And what is that talent? So what is the reason why God created us in a different way? Tell me one reason. Who want to try it? Probably because he didn't want everybody to look the same. Hallelujah! Oh, clap for Jesus! Clap for Jesus! I'm glad I keep you here today. Hallelujah. She began with probably. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, yes. If we all will look the same, before the taller man will bend down and give me the corner from, from the floor, eh? <laughs> you have a black pain. Hallelujah. Amen. So, NFL, they will be in trouble. Who is going to score eh, the basket? Who is going to score the game for them quickly? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> So the man is called, he's tall, he's in front of the basket. He just holds the ball. He's got three points. Aha. So God doesn't want us to look the same. That's why my eyes are big. Yours are small. And when you put the two in the balance, then the balance is stable. Hallelujah. <laughs> if we all we are tall, that means that there will not be balance. So God, in his wisdom, find out that holy need to have a big eyes. So I can see far. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. And I have a big head with a small ears. Sometimes you don't see my head. I went to take a passport picture. Hey, this guy caused me trouble. He said, make your head like this. I tell him, he said, this ear, I cannot see this one. He said, <laughs> I said, ask God to position me. I don't know what to do anymore. Finally, they take it. If you see my pictures, maybe I make the head, you see one of the ears. But if I am straight, 
you will not see my ears. Hallelujah. Because he knows that with my big eyes, if my ears also are big, it's not going to be too good. He doesn't want us to look the same. That's why he makes you like you are. That is love. So you accept everybody the way they are. As a conclusion, when you love, then you accept the person the way he or she is. Because God created him like that. You accept him. In America, they say you tolerate. You tolerate the person. Can we ask that in place? That's love. That's love. I like Fufu. Accept me as I am. You like pizza. You to continue to eat your pizza. Let me eat my Fufu. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> My brother Daddy and I we love goat meat. Yes, I promise you that we're gonna let the winter go down a little bit. We will go to the bush. Oh, I didn't forget all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let me share this one with the congregation. Oh, clap for Jesus. So brother Daddy said the first time he saw me on the Zoom preaching, he thought I don't have ears. Oh, clap for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he said the first time he saw me, he thought that this guy God giving him in the ear. Now thank God that we come in in person to watch him. I have ears. I have ears. Then because my eyes are too big, they cover my face. You cannot see my ears. Shout amen. So God create us the way we are. So let's not judge one another. Let's accept one another. So we can bring in people. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is love. Lift up a prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen.